Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster who's uh, making sure I stay calm so I can help you drift off. Thanks for supporting the show, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. What we're going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's the thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time, or temperature. Uh, routine, whatever's keeping you awake. So anything physical, anything uh, on your mind or in your feelings, or situational, uh, transitory, or you know, dic- dictionary related. Because it's a well, you could be going through you know anything what you're going through. Even if you don't, even for me, baffling stuff uh, or baffles. I think it's it's been a while since we've talked about baffles before. That's what I would say over the breakfast table, you know, to my, like, I'd say, you know what? I feel like it's been forever since we've talked baffles. Could we, could we just sit down and, uh, you know, ba- you know, b- b- baffle one another? Honey, I'd love to just shower you with baffles. As a matter of fact, I would. I'd love to baffle you in baffles, uh, but I got to get to these new listeners. Then I'll get back, uh. You know, ba- you know, baffle me, but that's what that's what I would say. That's what uh, on the day we met, uh, that was the thought bubble in my head. Really? Oh wait, you're ma- you're a figment of my imagination, right? Because I said, wait a second, this is it. This is it. If you're a new listener, excuse me. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to create a safe place for you to set aside whatever's keeping you awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. There will be baffling, you will be baffled, and there will be baffling moments. Well, there will be times where I question that, though. I say, well, what's one step removed from a baffling? You say, is it buffling? Baffling? Baffling. Baffles an A. Baffle probably starts with an O. Uh, but so, but maybe, but anyway, yeah, probably be some baffling, buffling, buffling sounds something like it could be food related, uh, or tra I don't know. I say traveling well, I was moving. Yeah. There was the Buffalo effect. Uh, that was the sound you heard on the train. It was a Buffalo effect. Sure. It wasn't the Doppler effect. No, no. The Doppler effect's a totally different thing. It Buffalo, the Buffalo effect is, you know, it, it's made up by scoots. Has nothing to do with uh, sound waves. Uh, it's when you're looking out the window, daydreaming. Are your daydreams moving at the same speed as the train or not? Uh, now I'd say they're moving at the same speed as your heart. And that's caused by the buffalo, the bu- buffaloing effect. Uh, it's an example of the buffaloing effect. Well, what's the example of you going off topic so quickly into the intro? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm baffled what we'd call that. What's it when you, uh, you're you pander to a pun? A punder. That's when I say, well, I'm going to pun. Oh, that's another, uh, you know, word I use in my, uh, you say, oh, yeah. P- 
Punder. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Punderware. Of course, we had to fit that in. We just, I was just trying to get some space between one thing and the other. Let's we say, well, what would punderware be? And he'd say, well, it's pretty close to like a lot of under, like underwear now. Or under underoos were more. There weren't. They weren't puns. They may have had. You know, you had like your hair, heroes and heroines. Uh, punderware. It's uh, like uh, yeah, it's, it's it's undergarments for people. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a good pun. I'm not a good punist. So I don't know what I would like. How I'd make a pun about punderware. By using a pun, that's why I probably have to find a like a you know business to partner with. Okay, so let me get let me get back to the new intro with my all my word making up. Uh, so if you're new, uh, I'm glad you're here. Let me tell you a couple of things about this podcast. It's, it can be a bit different. It's here to keep you company while you fall asleep, while you drift off. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz. And what I propose to do is keep you company. Uh, here's here's what to expect from the show. Now, it doesn't work for everybody. So if you're listening, if you can, give it a few tries. Uh, that's what most reviewers say. It took two or three tries. It's nothing on my needs level. I'd really want this podcast to help you and work for you. Uh, if you listen to, to once or and move on, or if you listen to two or three times, uh, I just want to help you fall asleep. So give it a few tries. I guess I'm saying I don't have an agenda in saying that other than trying to help you fall asleep and, you know, getting, you know, maybe, well, you know, I'll have some underwear to sell one day. Uh, if I ever think of it, I say, come on, pun brain, wake up uh, and give me a pun, a underwear related pun for, for the love of puns. You say, sorry, I'm still trying to think anything buffle and baffle related. You say, I think the, the part of my brain is playing baffle ball, like a bit like wiffle ball. Is there anything like pickleball? No, baffle ball is like way more mellow than, it's like mellower than wiffle ball. Not quite like nerf, like not, not, okay. Oh, you're right. I got to get back to the new listeners. So podcast a little bit different structurally what to expect. Show starts off with business. That's how we keep it free for everybody uh, that needs it. Uh, it really is a service uh, that's just supported by the people that support the sponsors and support the show on Patreon. And uh, then there's an intro, which we're probably like halfway through. And the intro is just me kind of rambling about what the, trying to describe what the podcast is and going off track. Uh, that's like my side of it. Your side of it is it's uh, here to ease you into bedtime while you get ready for bed while you're just getting into bed to get settled. And here's really like part of it is like, a, a, I find the idea of an instant sleep solution uh, contradictory in some sense. Now, if this podcast puts you sleep right away, that's great. I mean, especially if you support it, but uh, I don't know that that's realistic for everybody. So I'm here to do what, what I've seen work uh, for some people, which is ease you into bedtime drain some of the seriousness out of the room if I can barely maybe make you smile or make a neutral look on your face. Uh, while you get comfortable, I try to describe what the podcast is for like 12 minutes and never get to the point. So that goes into the other two elements about the show. You don't really need to listen and there's no pressure to fall asleep. Uh, I'm here for an hour to keep you company as you drift off. 
and mildly entertain you. So if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here. And if you can, I'm going to be here. Either way, you could, I'll even be here like on call. Like you could set your sleep timer for 55 minutes or 45 minutes, or some people set it for eight hours. Uh, but I'll still be here on call if you wake up uh, and you need me. So I'm here to keep you company. So show starts off the intro. Then tonight it'll be our uh, ongoing episodic series, uh, Big Farm in the Sky, P.I. Is that right? Episodically modular, correct. Uh, between the intro and the show is business as well, and then there's thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. Those are the kind of rules around the show, like or non-rules. Don't need to listen. No pressure to fall asleep. And I do make the show, like I, I was trying to say before, because sometimes sleep can be baffling, where I say, huh, don't know why I can't get get to sleep. I re- really prefer to get right to sleep. Uh, and then I was thinking about uh, nice words. Uh, I think I fell in love with those words. I don't know if anybody else heard that. What were the words they fell in love with? Uh, not punderwear. I just find that makes me giggle on the inside. Uh, buffling, baffling. First, we were talking to someone, an expert on buffling. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's just, just what I can't remember from six minutes ago. Oh, yeah. And then I said, baffle, baffle me. Uh, and then I said, okay, that part of my brain is, is, says, baffle me. Pander to my puns. Uh, that, these are all could, could be catchphrases. Uh, if I had a catchphrase-based podcast, you say, pander to my puns, baffle me, baby. It, this okay. This is pushing it, but it, it is kind of the thing about the podcast. This is the truth. Baffle me all night long in my ponderware. There you go. That's that. That would be a catchphrase for the podcast. Uh, you know, or your but p- p- pajamas, punder, punder, punder jays. Uh, you say some people have punderoos. We have punder jays. Also, a new bird they just discovered. Uh, they were gonna. They were trying to decide whether to name it after Stephen Colbert, or a nonsense word scoop, Scoots made up. Uh, scoops. Oh no, Scoops. Huh? Bummer. I thought it was me. And uh, oh no, it wasn't. That was the name of the science scientist. Her name was Doctor Pun. Pun. What do we call it? Punder. Pun. Punder. Punder J. Doctor Punder J. Well, I'm glad she discovered that bird. Uh, could I pretend at least it's named after a nonsense word I made up? Oh, no, they're final. Okay, well, I just won't ever say that word again, Punder J. Well, like, except when I write an ode to book, because you can't, like, uh, if it's poetry, I can use the word. It's a lowercase, Punder J. Oh, Punder J, your call that I've never heard. Actually, it's interesting that I'm having an ode to a bird because there are birds in this episode coming up. Your sleepy call, uh, deep in your nest, uh, I yearn to sleep as you do, Punder Jay, my Punder Jay. Okay, well, yeah, it probably needs some work, uh, especially since I like if I, I would be a better ode if I was familiar with the life of a Punder Jay. How about Punder Bear? Okay, I've had enough. We'll go back to, should I go back to, uh, what was the other word I was making up? Uh, buffle, baffling and baffling. We could, you know, we could listen to the one day. This would be my all-inclusive vacation spot. See the Punder Jays play baffle ball at, uh, what would we call it? Uh, Casa de Scoots? Uh, 
So, like, what are the names of some of AK, uh, Air Z and Z? That's, that's actually a pun that some part of my brain thought of. Couldn't come up with any puns about Punderwear. But when you talk about an easy pun, but it was witty, I'd, I'd give it to you. But, uh, okay, so anyway, I guess I'm, I'm, my puns have petered out. Or hoof, I'm tuckered from all those that punning around and bo- around a baffle ball. It was it was the rules of the game are baffling. You're correct. Uh, that's the whole intention of it. And that's the intention of the show is to keep you company, to be a bit confusing, and to help you drift off, uh, to be here at you si- your side. Uh, yeah, that's it. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show a-going. All right, here we are with another episode of uh, our ongoing serial episodic series. Is that right? No, no, yes. no, 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 episodically modular. Excuse me, pardon, pardon moi. You know, there's a bit of seriality like uh, mixed in there, though, uh, just because we're getting towards the end of the season. But you could listen to these in order. Really, it's made to be modular. Serially modular and episodic, uh, and also paradox, <laughs> paradoxical, and maybe a little, you know, hypocritical or whatever you want to say. Uh, but what is it if you're new and your first time here? You say, well, lay it on me, lay it on me, because, uh, and I'd say, what, are you Baloo, the bear? Or, uh, oh no, the, um, Louie? Oh, because I will lay it on you, you, because, uh, it is a, a story, Big Farm in the Sky P.I., Season 2. Just like Season 1 covers the adventures of Simon, G, G-E-E, and D-K, capital D, capital K. Uh, three P.I.s or mystery solvers, much like the great kid detectives, as opposed to the uh, very hyped uh, adult detectives, the great kid detectives of the world, including the ones I'm not familiar with uh, uh, across the globe. If you have a favorite kid detective, too, hit me up uh, online at Dear Scooter or on Twitter or Instagram. Honestly, I may re- like I, I, I do better with tween, and, tween fiction and kids' fiction anyway, so maybe I could check out some good, now that the season's wrapping up, I won't have to worry about it. Uh, like when you're hearing this, I'll already be done, so then it won't mess up my plot lines. Uh, but just like the great kid detectives are solving cases, the main difference was, or is, uh, that Simon, and is and was is apropos here, like Simon was uh, G's uncle in Earth, in the earthly realm that we live in, except for those of you that are listening beyond the earthly realm. What up? How's it, how's it going? Oh, you really need a distraction, I bet. Uh, I didn't know you could tune into podcasts uh, down there. That's great. I mean, it gives you for sure. Oh, oh, you're being forced to listen to this podcast. Interesting. You know, I'm in the middle of a setup for the uh, story, so I got to go. Oh, do, yeah, you decide. Uh, you know, I, I could I could come visit you maybe. Okay, I don't know if anybody's going to trace that podcast to come back to me. But, uh, oh, so they live in the earthly. So, so G and DK are tweens. They live in the earthly realm. Simon was G's uncle, or still is, uh, but Simon transitioned from an earthly life as a human to uh, the, the uh, what do they say, the Kekwish Kek- 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 
that's exactly what they say. And Simon's kick got chashed, and uh, Simon went from the earthly realm to to another realm uh, of existence. This one called the Big Farm in the Sky. Uh, not not the Big Farm, not below, not above, and not in between. Its own realm, a full featured realm too, uh, like. Uh, where Simon went to exist in another stage, another uh, phase or season of life, uh, I guess, depending on how you define life, if you want to get technical. Like, no more, no longer mammalian human life. Uh. So Simon was living in the big farm in the sky, and it, one of the perks of big farm in the sky living is you can get a fresh start. So Simon started becoming a, a PI up there, solving mysteries. Uh, with the help of G and DK, because Simon stayed in touch with them via, like, via, um, uh, what do you call it? Vapor action, we'll say for this one. Simon was one of the few, not everyone that goes to the big farm, almost no one that goes to the big farm uh, can visit Earth uh, as a vapor. Uh, but Simon can. And full-featured, so he could go, he could talk to G and DK. And in season two, Simon, so in season one, Simon would get help from G and DK. In season two, G and DK are running their own business, solving mysteries, and Simon's kind of helping them. A little bit more like a sidekick than actual helper, no offense, Simon, but, or you could say narrator. And basically what happened was, so G and G, GK were already good students. They made a proposal at their school. What if we do independent study, go live with D, G, DK's Aunt Penny in the towns, which is the largest retirement community in Florida or the world, maybe, and uh, help, and it's with an E, T-O-W-N-E-S, the towns, uh, in one of those, I think with a serif would be what well, the font would definitely have some stuff on it. But they went to live there. Was it? Would it be? I don't know if it would be a gothic. I'm not a real font expert, so please don't put me on the spot. Uh, especially those poor beings in that other phase of existence. They don't want to hear me prattling on about fonts that I know nothing about. Uh, but so, where was I? I don't know. Oh, oh so oh, Simon's helping them solve cases. Oh, they proposed their school. We're going to go start our own business, uh, a problem-solving business, kind of like PI, but more broad in general in the largest community, retirement community, and that'll be our semester study. And lo and behold, the school went for it. One piece of advice for anyone thinking about doing this is make sure your school Make sure you know the rules in the state you're in and the other rules so that your school gets attendance credit because in the end, <laughs> that may be what's important to them. If we're using this example, that's how they said, well, you'll still get a credit for us being at school full time. So there's that. Don't worry. The state of Florida, you know, is not getting our attendance credits. So also the teachers wanted them to flourish, and they said, well, this is such a great opportunity. We'll help you navigate this, uh, you know, the other things. Uh, so just good news all around. And so that's what's been going on this season is they've been down there solving cases. Uh, and I think that kind of catches you up. Like each episode kind of starts with its own case most of the time. Some, t- some episodes have been two-parters, but they're kind of two-parters in a way. 
you could, you know, you could listen to them more or less in any order. And also waiting patiently, we do have a celebrity um, introducer, would it, would announcer, I guess, uh, and uh, we should talk about kind. We just spent uh, like uh, 14 hours plus in the car together. Went went to a movie while we waited for traffic uh, to get go down. Uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas, everybody. Uh, thank you. The, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for a big farm in the sky. Let's crack this case. Yeah. And oh, yes, my friend, it was nice uh, going to the movie with you. I won't say what movie because uh, I spent time. But it was uh, good. We went in uh, Valencia to a movie. Never been to a movie there. It was good. Easy to park. You did good. And it was good to spend all that time with you. Uh, also, we stayed in Motel 6, which was new for me. Okay, yeah, you probably, like, let's not get too many details out there, Antonio. Uh, but, yeah, we did. We, we were roomies, right? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, we were roommates. Yeah, so we shared a room. Believe that or believe it or not, uh, probably not. But uh, uh, so thank you. Thanks. If you could go um, lie in my bed and just listen to me record and not move even the blankets, uh, because while you might think blankets are soft and they don't make a sound when you're uh, amplifying the mic, they actually do. Uh, But, you know, most movie people, movies have sound people. So probably a, a famous actor would not have, you know, you learned, my friend. You learn something new every day. Blankets are noisy. Yeah. Thanks. That's Antonio Banderas, everybody. This is Big Farm in the Sky PI. Uh, hey, Diane, it's Simon here. Uh, I wanted to check in and say hello. Well, hello, Diane. It's Simon here. And uh, right now, when you hear me, Diane, I'm back. I'm in fan. Fa- it's a fan of Minnow, actually, not just Simon which will take some explaining and uh, probably recap things as I remember them. Uh, but I started here in the big farm, Diane, and that's where I'm coming to you from is the big farm. And it looks like I should have recorded a little bit better, but I'll do that uh, just like I was recording. You know, I recorded most of the things in my mind. Uh, and it looks like I'll probably be here in the big farm for a while because when I say I'm Simon and the Phantom Minnow, uh, things have kind of changed a bit. Like, I'm kind of in that situation. I don't know if you have a computer, Diane, and you know that spinning wheel. Or when something say the things used to buffer. They don't buffer as much anymore, but they still can. You know, if you're watching something on YouTube or, or something, or, or music, you're streaming, sometimes something can buffer. And I'm kind of like in a bu- buffering. Also, that's a podcast. I think uh, the McElroy's, uh, 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 Sydney is involved in still buffering. Oh, no, you, someone's saying no. I'm, uh, that's not, not a, it's a podcast about Buffy. Okay, well, that's not about buffering, and then I guess I am. So, yeah, so I, could, I, I guess I don't have a lot of details. So I, could, I know how I got here. Uh, oh, one more analogy, maybe to help you understand, Diane. Here, here's the thing: like, I mean, I'm mostly fan of minimal mode, even though I, you know, like, kind of like if a superhero. Like, here's the thing. Well, okay, there's Doctor Manhattan. I don't know if Doctor Manhattan's technically a being or a superhero, 
uh, is it Dr. Manhattan, Diane? Okay, you don't know. Uh, but, like, if the superhero was always the superhero, I'm trying to think of any, like, uh, there's the the dude that was, like, uh, he worked with Tony Stark, then he, like, he was, uh, like, also the the AI, and then he was a being? Was that, was, was did I follow that plot correctly, Diane? Oh, but yeah, he, he, I think he was able to change into human mode, too. But if, if a, a superhero... The Black Widow, she's always in. Well, she's also Natasha, though, so that's not true either. Um, Pepper, she's a heroine, but I don't think she has superpowers. Uh, speaking of Pepper, there's a Pepper in this story, a different one, though. And, okay, so Diane, like, just like if a superhero was always in their superhero mode... That's what I kind of got stuck in. I can't go back to my alter ego, uh, Simon. Also, I'm here in the big farm. Um, but we, we could get to those things. It's uh, like, uh, so I'm just in the big farm. I haven't figured out. Uh, I'm having some issues with getting uh, connecting to the earthly realm. Uh, but just like GNDK, this will help me maybe help me think things out at least. Uh, uh, let me tell you how I got here. Okay, where, that, where it all started, correct? Uh, starts with a, a bir- birds, a pretty birds, uh, as uh, someone once said, uh, in a boardwalk. Uh, it sounds very romantic. There's a romance to, to birding, not a, not a like a platonic romance, I think. And it really starts on a boardwalk over a swamp or through a swamp, uh, or a watershed. I don't know if a watershed and a swamp are the same thing. And this was one of Aunt Penny's favorite places to visit, Corkscrew Springs, Diane. Uh, just on the edge of the towns, just outside of it. Not actually part of the towns, but paid for uh, as part of their, like, when, when the, the agreements they came up with and, you know, protected the uh, land. Uh, I think one of the societies also helps run it. Uh, maybe one of the birding societies uh, in its lo- this lovely natural area. It's a swamp. It's also a forest. Uh, it's also got uh, brush. Uh, or uh, It has open water, but it has a lot of water with trees in it, and it's full of birds and other forest friends, uh, trees, waterfowl, logs, uh, raptors, uh, flowers, uh, f- 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 feather, feathered friends, p- plumage, uh, forest friends, uh, buzzing friends. And it's really nice here, and the boardwalks are nice. There's different, like, nature walks, I think they call them. And there's benches in different places. There's shade. There's places with sunlight, uh, there's places with covering. You could probably bring a snack. I don't know what the rule, you know, I don't really snack. Uh, oh, but we did have snacks. Yeah, we did have lunch. I mean, I didn't. Uh, and uh, you could bird watch, like bird watching is the big thing here. And so, I mean, the main thing is why wouldn't this be one of Aunt Penny's favorite places to go? She likes birds. And there's a lot of birds here. And then G and DK kind of needed a little bit of a hobby uh, Aunt Penny's wise, uh, w- w- maybe wiser than I am. And uh, so she said, uh, like, uh, this is a soothing thing going bird watching and, and just walking, listening, bird listening. 
And so not that long ago, G and DK and Aunt Penny and, and I, you know, Aunt Penny's not familiar with me, but uh, we started going on these bird walks uh, or uh, what do you call it? It's not a leaf peeping. I don't think it's bird peeping because that would sound, uh, but birding. And, uh, but they like, uh, there was a whole different, there's a bunch of different clubs. Uh, but one thing that's interesting about our friends at G and DK is they don't really, uh, they started to kind of find, now they're, they're young and sometimes people say, oh, these youngsters, they can't, you know, they're always on their screens. Oh no. You know, those things, uh. And I don't, I mean, G and DK, they do have uh, devices and, uh, but I think there are a lot of times, also they're very competitive. So they like having fun. I think they like something a little more contextual or I don't know if they just didn't appreciate, they appreciated the appreciation of the birds. They like the birds. They like the boardwalks and they wanted something just was more engaging. They wanted more. So they kind of came up with the idea of gamifying bird spotting. I guess that's what, maybe that's what they call bird spotting. And I'm sure they're not the first people to do this, uh, but it really helped to engage them, much like uh, the business helped engage them in running a business uh, by doing it. Uh, uh, they started to kind of start to work with because there's a visitor center here. And uh, so they started to work with the people at the visitor center and look at the traditional population of birds in in Corkscrew Springs uh, and migration patterns in time, this time of year, other times of year. And they put it into a spreadsheet or something, and then they started to come up with a point system based on the likelihood of seeing particular birds and, like, density and all that stuff. Uh, and that was kind of the first stage was like, okay, if you see this bird, like a hen-speckled uh, pecker bird, it, uh, that's not rare. So you say, okay, it's one point. Uh, and they say, oh, a golden, a golden-eared uh, finch. Uh, well, that one's fairly rare, 20 points. Uh, and it was kind of a game. And then they kind of added, uh, you know, they'd say, okay, you could take a picture of it or, you know, we could go on. They, they, they're just always testing out uh, on these bird walks. Uh, then they kind of added in other things like uh, extra games, like looking for particular things like, oh, it, it, does it have an, this fine birds with this color? Like anybody that can take 20 pictures of birds uh, that have like you could call it says something on them. that's like burnt, burnt sienna uh, or, uh, you know, green plumage uh, or ones that were more for voting for fun, where they would do a lot of giggling, like uh, most uh, collection of birds that look like celebrities. Uh, you also had to have pictures of the celebrity, though. Or uh, uh, fa- fabulous Finch Day, only finches. Uh, and they really had fun with it. Then they tried to do bird calls, recording, because some of Aunt Penny's friends were into it, too. Uh, the recording of the audio, though, didn't go good because it, they said, okay, it's really hard to record on your phone. It's a lot more steps than just taking a picture. Uh, but they did, you know, have, like they're, they're at that stage of friendship where they do a lot of laughing and everything's funny to them. And I think plus this is just a fresh, relaxing distraction 
So, like, I don't know. And they, they, you know, they weren't seeing, you know, it's supposed to be a little bit quiet in the swamp. So they were laughing. But, uh, you know, if you're in the car with them, they're singing the whole time. Yeah, but I really feel like they learned a lot, and they were like, maybe we could build an app based on this. Is it, what are the, how are the UIs and the apps that already exist? Uh, and they started to kind of try to figure out more and more, like, would anybody, Aunt Penny's friends, be into this? Uh, how's the point system? Is it fair? Doing testing, just like these A-B testing they do with me. Yeah, but the whole time, like a lot of people said, oh, do you have, is there any parrots on the list? And they said, well, there's like, uh, they, they, they said, yeah, basically, the, this is where the parrots are. There's actually, you know, and they said, well, to be honest, there's not just one kind of parrot. Uh, but they said, oh, no, no, Pepper the parrot. Uh, and the, so there's this legend about Pepper the parrot uh, here in the Corkscrew Springs, this legendary pa- pa- parrot that lived here. Uh, that was mostly heard, everybody would say. And Gene DK said, well, when can we see it? And at first, when they heard about it, it was on the section of the boardwalk called Moss Lane, a loop, actually, into an area with some mossy trees and different kinds of moss, even the moss that, like, hangs off the trees. But uh, it, uh, they, uh, that part of the boardwalk was under repair, uh, when they first started, but they were just finishing up the repairs. So, so G and TK were like, we want to go find Pepper. And so really the timing was great because, uh, they, they did o- reopen that part and uh, not that long after. And uh, th- that was a really forested section of uh, the Springs or the swamp. Uh, and they kind of asked the st- staff and they said, Oh yeah, Pepper's in there. Won't uh, Pepper won't stop saying, uh, uh, hello, hello, Pepper, Pepper. And they said, you know, we, uh, they said, what well, is just a pet that got away? Why do you care? And they said, well, we're going to add it to the list. They said, where's, what does Pepper look like? And they said, probably green, like most parrots. They don't, don't like, and then they said, uh, no one had really could give them a clear answer of what Pepper looked like. And G and DK did research to say, okay, likely Pepper would be green. Uh, for the amount of volume and talking pepper. They, I don't know. I didn't pay attention. They are talking about species of parrots and birds. Yeah, but they said, okay, well, it would be hard to swipe because it is green, a similar green to the sun shining on the underside of leaves. Uh, but everyone they asked, no one, everyone had heard pepper, but no one had seen it. So they gave pepper... Like, Pepper became, like, this big points. Like, if you got Pepper, you got a 1,000 points, which would win. Yeah, but it also, like, made a G and DK very, very curious to find, we're going to find Pepper. Uh, we're going to be first people, and we want to see Pepper. So it was a lot of hype and build-up at first. Like, uh, they were really excited to, for the boardwalk to open. They were doing a lot of questioning of the workers. And then finally, it was this 1.2-mile loop, uh, that finally reopened Moss Lane, and Gene DK were very excited. They had the binoculars uh, and their hats and their camera or their phones or whatever uh, devices. Uh, and the first day the trail, the boardwalk, uh, the nature walk was open, they went out there. 
And they took it slow, and then it wasn't until they were, like, in the middle of the loop, like, where it looped back around, deep in this moss, mossy forest, which you'd say, okay, not only do you have the tree leaves, you also have green moss, which is a parrot-like color. And then, some, you know, some people get toucans and macaws, and those are things I get mixed up. Uh, so I had to be correct. I said, isn't it turquoise or red? And they said, no, 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 those are macaws. Maybe. I don't even know, Diane. I'm remiss. Uh, but finally, they thought they heard some squawking. It was in the shady spot, a uh, really nice part of the boardwalk. Uh, and uh, then they heard, uh, hello, Pepper. Hello, Pepper. And they would say hello back, and then Pepper would, and they'd say hello, Pepper, and then Pepper would say hello back. And then finally, Pepper said, Pepper wants a cracker. Pepper wants a cracker. I think maybe one of them said Polly wants a cracker, which is a common thing with those uh, birds. But then Pepper said that back. Uh, but while one of them was, you know, they they couldn't see Pepper. They kept looking and listening, but it seemed like Pepper was just up in the trees where they couldn't see. And so they were frustrated. And then they went to the bird, bird uh, thing, and they said, well, what if Pepper is a pet uh, could we like bring some uh, crackers or some bird seed or some suet tomorrow? Uh, pair of food. We'll go to a pet store and see. You know, make sure things on the up and up. Uh, and the, the 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 staff said, I think it'll be okay. Don't feed any you know other birds. Uh, and actually, that section of the woods just happens to be because of the amount of shade it had. And I think just that Pepper get, get, got on all the other birds' nerves uh, that there wasn't a lot of birds there. And the staff knew that. So they said, okay, yeah, you could probably try to feed Pepper. You know, don't, it's, but, but don't, you know, just to see. And uh, so th- that's what they did. And now it turns out it, like it took a lot of driving to get to a bird, like a, st- they had to go to actually a rural king to get the bird stuff, uh, because there's not a lot of pet shops, uh, but Rural King had plenty of bird stuff there. And they checked on the internet to say, okay, this is what parrots would eat. Uh, and so they loaded everything up. They got the sunscreen. They got some water. And they had it out for a day. Of uh, And they had cheese and crackers also for their, their snack. Uh, but they had also checked, like, what crackers could you give a, a wild parrot or a parrot that had... Uh, I don't know if a parrot, I don't think parrots go feral, but return to the wild, possibly return to the wild parrot or self-taught parrot. Uh, and so they went out there and at first they just put the suet or the bird seat thing out. Uh, I don't know if that's what you call it. That's just what I call it. Uh, that might be something different, but you know, like a big block of bird seat stuck to other, you know, tasty bird stuff, uh, and they sprinkled some seeds and stuff. They crackered a couple of crackers. Uh, and, it, and maybe Pepper gets up late because then Pepper, then finally Pepper said, hello, hello, and then hello. And then so they started talking back, hello, hello, Pepper. Uh, and then uh, they let Pepper talk. And then they said, Pepper wants a cracker. And then they were like, uh, gee, watch a cracker. And they were kind of eating the crackers. uh and Pepper was talking to them like they're just those things, but not coming to get any crackers or food. But Pepper didn't come. And it did sound a few times like Pepper was a little closer. Uh, 
uh, but they, they, the pepper didn't come, and uh, they, they, but they had prepared for the whole day. You know, G and DK, they, they're professionals, uh, and uh, so they had sat there for a while, and they said, okay, this isn't going to work, uh, and uh, they started kind of brainstorming with one another, saying, Pepper wants a Polly wants a cracker, uh, uh, like I said, what other things? Uh, and for some reason, uh, G said pieces of eight, uh, and uh, pieces of eight. I think because they were pretending like uh, they they were flipping, they were so bored. They were flipping crackers, like uh, they were playing some flipping cracker game. And uh, but they were also like they were thinking while they were playing the game. And then Pepper said pieces of eight. Oi, pieces of eight. And they said, wait a second, Pepper can say more. Or then they said, can Pepper say more? And uh, Pepper didn't. Pepper said, hello, Pepper, Pepper, Pepper wants a cracker. And they said, pieces of eight. And then Pepper said, pieces of eight. And then uh, uh, DK said, oh, I used to say, instead of ahoy mateys, I used to say, oi, my keys. Uh, I thought that's what, when I was a kid, I thought it was, oi, my keys, like, uh, my grandfather left the house without his keys. And so they said, Oi, my keys. Uh, Oi, my keys. And then uh, Pepper said, Ahoy, mateys. Ahoy, mateys. Steady as she goes. And then they they looked at one another. So Pepper, so they started talking. Uh, they said, Steady as she goes. Uh, and then Pepper said, Mum's the word. Mum's the word. And then uh, they said, pieces of eight, and Pepper said, pieces of eight, shiver me timbers. Uh, and uh, they said, okay. And then Pepper said, ahoy there. And they said, ahoy, mateys. Uh, and then Pepper would say, steady as she goes, and mum's the word. And uh, then they said, ahoy there, uh, mateys. And then Pepper said, there she blows, uh, there she blows, uh, and Pepper also said, uh, big farmers tell no tales. Uh, so they started to get a lot of more ling- language out of Pepper. Uh, but they still didn't see Pepper. Uh, they just looked and listened and looked and talked. Uh, and uh, then they went home. It was time to go home. Uh, and uh, full of crackers. Uh, and they said, good night, Pepper. And actually, Pepper said, good night, Pepper. Uh, uh, but Pepper didn't come. So they went home. And they said, well, okay, what went wrong? And we were like, what, like, uh, and they said, well, Pepper talks like a pirate. Uh, maybe at first they were like, maybe Pepper's uh, like a pirate. Uh, and they said, okay, well, maybe we should dress like pirates then. If we'll talk like pirates, we'll dress like pirates and we'll have a pirate day. And then, like, so they did that. And oh boy, was it fun. And talk, you know, and then everybody said, what are you two? What are these get-ups? And they said, Ah, shiver me timbers. Uh, these aren't into get-ups. We're, on, we're looking for our me bird pepper. Uh, you know, they, they were really good. And again, they would do a lot of laughing too. So it was very nice to see them laughing. And they, so they went out on the boardwalk, you know, 0.6 miles. Uh, and they had their water, their sunscreen, some snacks for the day. And they went out and they talked to Pepper. Pepper talked back. Uh, and they said, okay, we just got to build some rapport. But then they quickly realized, wait a second, this isn't just pirates. Uh, there was something about it that they realized it was just that ride at the Disney World. Uh, 
Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, because they kept saying, Oi, my keys, and then Pepper would say, Ahoy, mateys, uh, and then uh, DK said, I think I also would say Pirates of the Caribbean, Carabiner, because they thought they had, it was Pirates with a Carabiner, not Caribbean. And that joke led them to realize uh, maybe this wasn't a real pirate parrot. Uh, maybe Pepper, like, watched those movies or something. So then they started enacting the movies and the ride. And they even, they were buckled, they said, we're going to buckle some swashes uh, and much more. They they just had a great time. And then anytime they did something like it was on the ride and not the movie, it felt like they could hear Pepper, they could hear the branches and and Pepper responding, you know, shiver me timbers, pieces of eight, uh, getting closer and closer. And even one of them had like a spyglass instead of binoculars, but no matter what, uh, they couldn't see Pepper, and Pepper was getting cool. They could hear Pepper, and they were also they were trying to make the most of it, and I was there helping, but it was also very frustrating because he said, Pepper's close. How can the three of us not spot Pepper? And then they even figured out, where's Pepper? They said, where's Pepper? There uh, uh, she blows, you know, and then Pepper actually responded and was trying to help them in saying, uh, Look starboard, mateys, uh, look a little to port. And, and then they said, uh, where's Pepper? And then Pepper would say it. Uh, uh, and, and then like it, like uh, they'd say a little bit more port, a little bit more starboard. And uh, they would say, then Pepper would say, there's Pepper, there she blows. Uh, but they didn't see Pepper. And again, they said, what in the heck? And it was like they were trying, like then Pepper would move naturally and then they'd find Pepper again. I think Pepper thought it was a game, but it was like a hide-and-seek where you couldn't find the person at all. And eventually they said, this isn't possible. This isn't possible. That's happening with all three of us. Uh, it's a mystery. And then they said, but we got to go home now because it was the end of the day. The park was closing. And they said, see you tomorrow. Good night, Pepper. See you tomorrow. Good night, Pepper. And as they went home, they said, well, what could they, they said, we, Simon, I think tomorrow you need to go into big farm or a uh, phantom minnow mode. And I said, why? And they said, well, okay. So we have a bird that's talking like it's from the ride Pirates of the Caribbean. And they said, think about it. Uh, one of their great legends of these Disney rides is that people sneak in uh, recent big farm residents uh and uh, spread dust to dust around the ride. And they're not supposed to, but people still do. And I didn't get it at first, and then they explained it to me. Till I under- and I said, oh, so you're saying Pepper could be a post-earthly resident uh, uh, stuck in parrot mode. And they said, yeah, maybe Pepper spent so much time in the ride. Uh, and so we went back the next day, and I changed into Phantom Minnow mode. And so I kind of look like a minnow, but and we were still dressed like pirates too, or I wasn't, but I, you know, I could make myself like a, but when I was a fan of minnow, it was kind of like a bird, a minnow bird, because I can float it anyway. I mean, I could float when I'm in a human mode too, or looking like a human, Simon, Uncle Simon mode. But so I changed into the phantom minnow. And immediately, I guess, I didn't really totally realize this. I, maybe I'd forgotten that it kind of changed to how I view the world. 
and we'd already been luring Pepper closer, and then boom, I could see, because they said, there she blows, uh, and I looked where DK was looking, and there was Pepper, a, uh, you know, a, a parrot and a, um, P-H-O, you know, P-H-O-T-M or whatever, and, uh, we said, okay, and then we kind of talked, I said, okay, I see Pepper, and they said, what do you, and they said, Pepper, and then I kind of got closer to Pepper, and Pepper didn't kind of, uh, and I still had, I made sure I looked like a pirate, too, to maintain trust and rapport. And then I kind of breathed slowly as I got close to Pepper. Not so much for trust, but to kind of help Pepper relax and center uh, the bird. And then I said, Pepper, you lost? Uh, and he said, follow me. And then Pepper eventually did. And then even Pepper ate a couple of crackers, even though it wasn't an actual consumption when we consume things. Uh, and sat there, is I sat there on the like the hand, like the handrail of the boardwalk, and G and DK sat in their portable chairs. And I said, uh, uh, I thought uh, we just kind of talked it out with Pepper, like, oh, maybe Pepper. Uh, it was uh, once a person, like, you know, the whole thing, and then dust, and then uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean, and maybe it's a time, and it, I don't think Pepper totally got it, but we were more saying it in a soothing way, and then we said, maybe we still need, and I said, a vast, uh, it is I, the, and I, I said, yes to the whole thing, GDK taught me this, uh, and I said, a vast, it is I, the Phantom Minnow. And I'm setting sail for Treasure Island in the morn, uh, and I'm looking for one brave pair to be at me side. And uh, I said, and then G and DK said, well, we got to go back to school in a couple of weeks, and also we're probably not as brave as a pair it would be. Uh, and Pepper kind of looked at them and started to, we started to see in Pepper's eyes uh, an understanding I mean, maybe Pepper didn't get the subtext understanding, but said Pepper said Pepper can, and I said Pepper, will you follow me uh, and accompany me to Treasure Island? Treasure and adventure await us both. Uh, our, you know, oi, my matey, oi, my keys, you know, and uh, so then uh, they said maybe you should set out tonight, uh, for the moon is full. And, you know, that's what G&DK said, you know, get going. So I said, okay. And they said, huh, never, uh, this will be interesting. Because uh, I don't even, and I said, maybe say yes again and just trust. So I said, yeah, let's set sail, Pepper. Uh, climb on the back of the, me ship, the Phantom Minnow. And I tried to make my Phantom Minnowness look like, uh, and I look really good in the moon because I'm already like uh so it was like a phantom minnow and a phantom parrot, uh, and the parrot was riding at my back, uh, pretending it was a ship, uh, and I even started to notice that Pepper had, uh, like a pirate kind of outfit on, you know, and I said the whole Davy Jones thing, and I was trying to remember everything I could from the ride to, to keep, uh, and I said, GDK, I'll see you later, uh, I'll take, uh, um, you know, we're headed to Treasure Island. Ye, 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 you know, the whole. Sometimes I got stuff from the Goonies and uh, Treasure Island and Pirates of the Caribbean are mixed up. 
Yeah, but then we headed to the sort of, I just started heading towards the moon because that was the only thing. Because he said, I don't really know how to uh, get back uh, with someone riding on my back. Uh, and I said, oh, the North Star is going to darn guide us. Uh, and then I noticed uh, some mist uh, to the, you know, to, to, to the right of the moon and enveloping the moon. And Pepper and I hit, and I said, "This is a thick as your soup." Uh, uh, and then Pepper was giving me advice, you know, about uh, you know finding a port in the storm and, and uh, you know anchorage. And then I found the fog getting thicker and thicker. And actually, in some sense, it was a denser and denser, like it, it did become as thick as pea soup, and it was tiring. Uh, and I started to feel that I had to, like, shed even more and more of my Simon. Like, at first, I guess it just kind of happened naturally. Like, I said, okay, I'm like, I'm sweating. And I said, but I'm a phantom minnow. And I felt, felt myself more becoming a minnow and less of a, a former Earth resident. Uh, as I wriggled through and I said, hold tight, uh, meet mateys, uh, you know, there's seas about, I don't, I don't know, I didn't know all the, like, lines that, uh, that, that you know, that they would have, and, like, uh, I said, you know, the deck will pitch, you know, batten down the hatches, and then I kind of became even more like a, a minnow. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't, like, a, but not a normal minnow, like a minnow, a flying uh, like a uh, minnow pretending to be a pirate ship with a pi- parrot on its back. And what was strange was the more I became a, 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 like a minnow ship, uh, like uh, I started to feel, and I said to Pepper, you know, batting down the hatches, I felt at first Pepper's wings holding around. Uh, I guess I don't have a ne- just holding on to me like I was a horse or something. And then I started to notice what felt like fingertips instead of the wing. And so as more, the more I became the phantom minnow and the more I pressed on through the thickness of the fog. And I felt good, but it was like, and I swam. The more I felt uh, Pepper becoming like a person. And eventually what happened was I kept wriggling and wriggling and uh, becoming more and more minnow, like till I was in full minnow mode. I think just my fish brain was in it working, and I broke through the fog. And there uh, below me, with was still a full moon, was an island with a big, uh, like a uh, anchorage, like a big little bay, like right out of a movie. Like uh, it had three big hills waterfalls or things and I said okay and then I saw down there was a beach and there was a bonfire and so I made my way down there and I felt it like a, a slow quiet breathing on my back so I knew Pepper was asleep and eventually like I got down there and I stayed out of the a little bit of distance from the bonfire uh but I saw someone there uh and they, they were having, like, a pirate party, and uh, they were laughing and having fun. They clearly weren't real pirates, uh, uh, but they were clearly enjoying themselves. And uh, 
it got a little bit closer till it was just on the edge of the lake. Now, that I was also still a minnow, so it's kind of like, uh, it's tough to explain how you move. Uh, just like a superhero, I guess they can transform from, some, you know, I'm a phantom minnow. Yeah, but so then I uh, uh, got close to the edge of the light and I laid uh, uh, Pepper, who was now dressed as a pirate, uh, a piratress, I'd say. And I laid her on the ground and just enough so that the the, the, the light was catching her shoulder in her, uh, whatever those hats they wear called, pinafores. I don't know if that's what it is. And someone said, if I asked, uh, Métis, uh, we have another pirate. And I crept back, uh, and then I saw that they were overjoyed, and Pepper woke up, and she was overjoyed, and everyone was happy. And then I said, okay, like, uh, if this is a big farm, like, I'll just head back uh, to home. But then I said, well, I probably should update G and DK first, because, uh, you know, kind of like texting someone when you get somewhere. And I, I tried to transform back into Simon. I couldn't do it. I tried to just uh, summon up G and DK. Couldn't do it. Tried to go back uh, towards the moon and find the fog. And I couldn't do it, uh, Diane. And now it's been a few days. Uh, and I'm still in... I'm, I mean, I guess it's good. I just got to figure out, you know, I just want to check in with G and DK. And get back and see them. You know, I miss them a bit, uh... And I can sense them, so I know everything's cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. I'm going to go take a rest is what I'm going to do, Diane, and then try to figure this out, uh, getting a hold of G and DK, okay? Uh, thanks, Diane, and good night.